Don't push it yet. Let everyone come in. Say we're live. Oh! Yeah. yeah we're, we're, live. we're live and I'm we're tripped. Alright, we're, we're good. I'm oh. tripping, we're live. We're tripping. <laughs> Alright, let me see what your lineup you got going on here. Oh, shit. Gang. Do all this? No, just this. Gang shit. My bad, just this. Just that little second right there. Okay, I want to do the Mellow Bronte first. Okay. Gang, 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 gang. Shut up. <coughs> time is it? Oh, it's podcast time. <laughs> I guess I'll just ask you what we're going. All right, everyone repost it. Yeah. Cool. You want to start this thing up? Yeah. I'm going to run the front room. That's fine. Back. Everyone, mic on. That's your mic. It's a red. We good? Yeah. Yeah. You can see us? Yeah, looks good. Cool. Right? Everyone's on. Yeah, we're good. Welcome into J and B Weekly Wrap-Up. I am Bobby Levine. Alongside me is my partner in crime, Jackson Schroeder. What's going on, buddy? And my NBA guy, of course, my great roommate, Matt Harrington, right next to me here. Hey, how you doing? That that's Mr. Mr. Matt Harrington with hey, us. Hey, how you doing? I was gonna say bastard, but not now. Not really. <laughs> All right, no. so before before we get things rolling here, we've got a couple of housekeeping ideas going on here. Max McDoolin, who is unfortunately with us this week, he lost his voice after a crazy Super Bowl. Jackson and I will get into that a little bit later. Uh, we got some apparel coming. Uh, huge design I'm about to drop this weekend moving forward. If you guys want to get in on this, we're going to also drop a website. Uh, next week, we have the biggest episode yet. We're all going to have it Facebook Live. Once again, we're actually going to be in Studio C, across the street over here in Schoonover at Ohio University. Hopefully get 20-plus people of audience members. Please, we'll, we'll start hitting you up on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. My good friend behind us, Shane Dazen, will be taking care of that. You'll see him a little bit later in this episode. Uh, could possibly have some huge writer opportunities. So if you're watching this and want to get involved with writing, this is going to be our own little, little, uh, I guess you could say, barstool sports thing, but at Ohio University, not including that name at all yet. Could possibly happen in the future. So I guess we'll uh, talk to you guys more about that moving forward. Just look out for us on the uh, web with a new website and apparel dropping soon. I guess we should get right into the NBA. We can get right into Let's it. Let's get in the NBA. Let's get into it. So last night. The Cleveland, Cla excuse me, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cavaliers. Cavaliers, Cavaliers, the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, excuse me, ended up going to Washington, played the Wizards with John Wall and Bradley Beal, had an unbelievable comeback. LeBron was fouled out in the very beginning of overtime after he hit an unreal fadeaway bank shot. I don't know if the bank was open or even called it, but it did go in. They ended up winning the game. What does this mean for the Cavaliers moving forward right now, Matt? It's a it's a big momentum booster, you know, <laughs> especially winning the game in uh, the state capital with the Washington Wizards being on a big, you know, they're winning too. <laughs> they're not a bad team as well. Um, they're really winning. They're really coinciding with one another, or with each other. So this is a big win, especially when they're scoring 140 points in overtime. Um, not a lot of teams can score 140 points. So moving forward, it's just a matter of. This mellow <laughs> Kevin Love trade talk. 
which I think is total bullcrap. Kevin Love played his lights out last night. He scored 39 points. He had, like, how many rebounds? I'm not sure. He had a lot of rebounds, which he, which is what he usually does. And <clears throat> it's just a matter of the Cavaliers just keeping this momentum going forward and keeping the right mindset. Yeah, man, the Cavs are back. Um, they had that uh, rough spell right there for a few games, but if you look at their past uh, six games, they're 5-1, and one, three-game winning streak. Big win in the East uh, over the Wizards last night. That was a really impressive way. A little bit of luck there, honestly, with LeBron. I don't think hey, he knew that was going. To win the game. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes shots will fall in your favor. Um, huge momentum booster for these guys. And I, I'm tired of hearing this Carmelo stuff. I'm I tired of hearing I'm so tired. And Kevin Love knows the system. <coughs> Maybe you have them equal skill-wise right now. Carmelo doesn't seem to play for anything just for – for himself, for even yeah. <laughs> That's um, but it, it, Kevin Love has been there. He's won a championship with Cleveland. He knows the system. Adding Carmelo, maybe. Uh, there, I've seen some talk about possibilities where they could drop some lower uh, roster players and maybe bring him on as a fourth man alongside Kevin Love while keeping Kevin Love. But I'm just tired of it. I don't care about Carmelo being on the Cavs. Uh, they need to keep Kevin Love. He knows the system. Big role player has been the leading scorer for them a lot of the season. All right, so here's the final stats of last night's game. If you haven't seen it yet, go to ESPN, check out the highlights. It was an incredible game. It was all over the news all day today. Kevin Love, who everyone's talking about getting traded to the New York Knicks, finished with 39 points, 12 rebounds. He had eight defensive rebounds and four offensive rebounds. LeBron James had 32 points, 17 assists. Tristan Thompson had 22 points and 12 rebounds. And the man that no one is talking about during this game, the reason why they won this game is Kyrie Ky Irving. Ky Without Kyrie Irving, this team would not be anywhere close to where they are. No. I don't understand why they even – I understand they're trying to get more people involved and trying to maybe get a trade with another big name in there like Kyle Corbin who they got from Atlanta. They have the team. LeBron's looking for a playmaker. He's got a playmaker He's got the on best playmaker, I think, right now in the NBA other than Russ <laughs> Westbrook and Harden. He's yeah. incredible. And you see yeah. them coinciding last night because LeBron put up more assists than he's had in a long time. 17 assists, that's crazy. He's the main playmaker. <laughs> main playmaker, and that's the role that he needs to take. Yeah. He's got... He's, uh, he's got all these weapons around him. Let him make it, but don't force it upon him. Uh -huh. Let him dish it out, dish uh -huh. out the assist to the other playmakers that he already has. That I feel like he knows that he has, but he's just been overlooking them this season, especially during that rough spell. Oh, he oh, went yeah. absolutely off, though. Congrats to Kyrie Irving. I Everyone knows here, all the Cavs <laughs> fans watching this that know me know I'm not a not a big LeBron fan at all. I think he's a big crybaby. I think he wants to get his way. I understand that he got mad after the after the game about the Melo thing. We'll talk about this just shortly right now. But Kyrie is in. I think he might be one of the best players right now in the NBA. I think Top he's, five. I think he's like Steph. Um, when the the attention's not on him, he strives. hundred percent. <laughs> he just goes off. He just balls out. He does what he knows how to do, and that score and get buckets and be Uncle Drew. See, I feel like he always does that though, because he always makes those, uh, especially against the Warriors uh, in the finals last year mm -hmm. and on Christmas Day in that uh, Cavs victory over the Warriors. He's the clutch player for them, and really, yeah. if he's in the limelight or not, you uh, he's always being that clutch player. Sometimes he won't put up those 35, 40 points a game, but if you still look at him, he'll score. He'll still be the leading scorer. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he. He is possibly, well, you can't put him above LeBron, but he's a very, very valuable player on this Cavs organization. When it comes down to points responsible for that stat alone, him, Kyrie, and LeBron are top in the league. Like, 
Kyrie can score maybe 25 points a game and get maybe eight assists a game. That's 33 points responsible for right there. And LeBron, same thing. He can score 25 and get 12 assists. And that's 37 points. So right there, that's almost half of the team's points uh, percentage. Excuse me. That's half of the team's percentage of points right there. So that's a big thing. Like we can't we can't refute that at all. All right. So now let's move forward to after the game. Uh, there was a New York columnist, Frank Isola. You probably heard of the name. Uh, he's on Around the Horn all the time on ESPN. In my opinion, got false information on what's going on with the trade. Rumors around the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers dealing mellow to the Cavs for Kevin Love. Um, I don't know if LeBron hates or dislikes Kevin Love, but he doesn't want to start a feud if it doesn't happen. No. And he put that the rumors to bed really quickly mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he's tired of it. He said the reporter talking about Frank Isola is trash. What's your take on this and what's going on? I mean, he, this guy's been a reporter for them for 16, 17 he's, years. He's <laughs> very, he's very yeah. I mean, you don't make it this far in this industry by making up lies. Exactly. You get thrown out really quickly. And Frank Isola, in my opinion, is a very valuable name and, yeah. and very trustworthy name in this, in this, in this industry, I guess. Definitely. Um, so that being said, like, Maybe the sources that, or excuse me, the source that he, wherever he got it from, maybe that person or people, they're trying to create a narrative going on right now, which seems to happen a lot in the NBA. But he's he's a very credible person. So LeBron just saying that, I just feel like that was very, you know, off of impulse and just very emotional based off of LeBron. Uh, LeBron's been doing that a lot lately. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So that's what I think. LeBron, I, I don't think he had really any time to delve into the to the topic. He, even the reporter, he didn't even get finished uh, stating his statement before LeBron was like, "Yeah, I don't really know what you're talking about." And I think Frank Isola is trash. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Any more comments on that? That's all I got on. <laughs> I just think LeBron needs to keep his mouth shut a little bit and start playing a little mm-hmm. bit more. I mean, he's done a better job of that recently, but. During that dry spell, it was excuse after excuse, uh-huh. and I'm just tired of hearing them. So. Headline after headline. You know what this yeah. reminds me of, though? This reminds me of when Kobe Bryant finally hit the age of 30, realized, you know what, I'm creating my own legacy, and he's going to take everything under his own wing, and yeah. he's going to run the ship himself. He doesn't take any answer for anyone else. Obviously, LeBron is the head coach on the Cavs. He he's makes, the general manager. He makes the final you got to pay for LeBron James because he's a giant baby, so you got to keep him happy. If he's happy... You're winning. He's like Jerry Jones. Yeah, 100%, but not as wealthy as Jerry Jones yeah, yeah. yet. Obviously. Yet. Um, so moving forward, what else we have to talk about? Uh, we have talked about Draymond and Durant. They're having a little issue. So this happened, I don't know if you guys noticed this, they lost to the Sacramento Kings last week in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fan from That's the right. stands got a video on his cell phone of what looked like a little feud between Durant and the Draymond Green going at it at the very end after they uh, they lost the game. The game was over. Yeah. Uh, and they're on the bench. They're just on the bench. Looked like going at it. looked like a, a player or two trying to step in, but it wasn't too much. At the end, uh, Draymond sat down, and then Durant came over, said a couple words. Looked like he was over him, like a parent would be yelling at his child. Uh-huh. And then everything kind of left, and they went their own separate ways. I don't know even if this is even worth talking about, though. I, I, I just feel like this is just these guys, their competitive juices are flowing. Like, they don't want to win. They want to see the best out of each other. And I think Draymond is the one that's creating this rift between them right now because he wants to see that competitiveness out of KD. That night, he only shot 10 shots. He was 2 for 10. 
And there's no way, I mean, they can win when KD doesn't shoot as much, but they're usually going to win even more when KD's shooting 20 shots, he's 10 for 20, he's scoring 30 points. And that's what Draymond was, you know, trying to point out. Like, bro, we need you to shoot the ball. Yep. <laughs> we need you to score points. We need you to be involved on the offense. Yep. So that's definitely, I can see definitely Draymond's perspective on that. And I think Draymond's, uh, excuse me, Kevin Durant's been doing a good job <laughs> this season of actually taking that oh, role yeah, as the leader on the team. And this is just an example of one game that he sort of slacked off. He can and, get that. He's a superstar. Yeah. He does this on a nightly basis. And, He's allowed And Draymond Green has... I mean, him and DeMarcus Cousins are the craziest, most hot-headed players in the league mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, Draymond's going to be headlines for losing his temper sometimes. It's Delicious. just always, yeah. He's got, I think he took over LeBron's uh, persona being the, the most hated guy in the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, he got involved with too many kicking incidents. He's kind of like uh, the Duke situation going on Grayson with Grayson Allen. Uh, getting awesome. the bad boy look. But you know what? They already had the bad boy look when KD left OKC. And that goes right to my next topic. This week coming up for the Golden State Warriors is a huge week. They are off tonight. This is Tuesday night. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night. They are home playing the Bulls. Should be an easy win for them. Then they go on the road to Memphis on Friday night. Then going back home for KD and OKC. This is the first time Kevin Durant is playing Russell Westbrook and company back at his own place where he played for so many years. How big is this game? Eh. eh? <laughs> That's eh. how I feel. Eh. Eh. It's just eh. overhyped? It's then? regular season. <laughs> so you're saying if it come, I guess, April, May, it's bigger? No, the, March, the end of March, April, yeah, definitely May. Yeah, you can see that. Uh, are, right are, now, this is just a, another headline game, Russ going off against KD. It's bigger for Russ. Russ is the one that it takes this personally. Yep. KD, I feel like, is just like, over. He came, he beat up on them. Mm -hmm. um, he, he's done with the whole thing. This is Russ trying to get back. So when LeBron left in 2010, came back to Cleveland, he got a mixture of a couple cheers, a lot of boos. Does Kevin Durant get the same welcome back to OKC? I think he, I mean... He's going to get a lot of boos. He's going to get a lot, a lot of lot. boos. He, his situation, arguably, I mean, this is coming from a Cleveland fan, but his situation, arguably, is worse than LeBron's was because... KD had that chance of winning the – he had a good chance of winning uh, or at least getting to the uh, finals, finals mm -hmm. because they – I mean, last year they were they up were three one game away. <laughs> one game That's away. The and then he decides to go join – the Golden State Warriors, who can't beat them, Johnny. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's a bad attitude. I'm sure all those um, Oklahoma City fans feel that same way and are very bitter about this. So. <laughs> Definitely. So staying in a team in the South, there a little bit south of them, that's the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, picked up an old Indiana alumni. I guess now you want to talk about the story. Um, he's a guy that's very, I don't want to say very synonymous, but his gameplay. Resembles that a little bit of Isaiah Thomas. Yogi. You might know him. Yeah, I'll oh, go ahead. Uh, he, I can go, he can go ahead. Yo, <laughs> okay. Yogi Ferrell from Indiana, the Hoosiers, uh, basketball state. Yeah. I think the tie, which is great, is Mark Cuban, the owner, uh, graduated from Indiana. Huge Hoosier basketball oh, fan. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. <laughs> didn't know that. Learn something new every day. Uh, always goes back and supports the Hoosiers. Obviously, the last couple of years, the Hoosiers have had an unbelievable basketball program. Uh, you see Oladipo playing big-time minutes now in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And now you see Yogi Ferrell getting a 10-day contract. And is he taking advantage of this? Uh, yeah. I feel like 
why isn't this talked about more? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's not. I feel like the storyline is is a great. I don't know what to say, but like it's a feel good story. Like yeah, exactly. It's a feel good story. Like if you were making a two K my player, yeah, for next season <laughs> for two K eighteen or whatever, they should have like a, you start off as a ten day contract and you work your way up. I mean, like, I feel like that's a ster- perfect Cinderella story. Um, it gives guys that that urgency, you know, that other guys don't have on the team because they already have their contract, so they're they're probably just out there working another game, playing against the, for the fans, blah blah blah. But he's trying to work for a livelihood. He's trying to work for a spot in the roster. This isn't the game. And no. He scored thirty two points, nine three pointers, and he hit a clutch dagger three against the Trailblazers, who are no joke as well with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Um, Yogi Ferrell, he's doing his thing. I can't wait to see what he's doing in the future. Hopefully he does this some more as a, a team that is in dire need of a playmaker point, point guard because Darren Williams is getting old. <laughs> Go ahead, anything else you can say? Couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, <laughs> it's, it kind of reminds me not of, like, I guess you could say Rudy situation. <laughs> not, really. not, not to the aspect of him, like, never ha- being that good of a player. I mean, Yogi. Yogi. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it fits it. But Yogi Ferrell's an undersized guy in the NBA. 11, uh, maybe 5'10". On the, yeah. it, it, I mean, even 5'11 pushing it. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think even him at Indiana, when they had him listed at that, it was a stretch to make him look better. Mm-hmm. Um, but having such a 30-plus... I mean, it almost feels like a Jeremy Lin part two. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't pan out Jer- like Jeremy. No, I hate Jeremy I feel I think it was a good feel, good, a feel good story Oh, that was a well. great story, but I just hate him now. <laughs> right now, the Dallas Mavericks are at home. Uh, playing the Portland Trailblazers. They're three games out of the playoffs there in the West. Uh, they're down by five, middle of the third quarter. Yogi Ferrell right now has five points. Uh, but everyone else, Dirk, Dirk has 12, Harrison Barnes has 19, and Matthews has 17. Uh, I mean, hopefully a late second-half comeback by Yogi Ferrell lights up the Mavericks. I mean, you got to root for the guy. Yeah. There's no way you don't root for the guy. So good luck to Yogi Ferrell. The IU products in uh, the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, it's kind of hard, hard rooting against Dirk because Dirk's also a great guy. And uh, I guess you go from there. What else you got? Uh, we else? have a couple more things. Uh, Boogie Cousins. Boogie will Cousins. Be traded. GMs have confirmed that recently here. He will not be traded before the 23rd of February trade deadline. And uh, the Pelicans are vying to make a trade as they begin their stretch of uh, being hot. They're hot right now. They're trying to make a trade for the Sixers' Jaleel Okafor. Uh, so that's pretty big news to watch out for here. Um, even bigger for the cu- uh, cousins. Even bigger for the Kings because uh, people have always speculated where is Boogie going? Is he going to the Cavs? Training for Kyrie or not Kyrie, but Kevin Love? Kevin. Is he going to the Lakers? He's getting traded for D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram, something like that. Where is he going? Um, and now we have confirmation he's going nowhere, which. What, which leads to the question, like, are the Kings allowing DeMarcus Cousins to act like this? Or is there another, you know, backstory behind it? I'm not really too sure. Um, but for the draft, they need, they need, they need a playmaker. They do. <laughs> Darren, Darren Collinson, he's a, he's a great guy and all, but he's not going to make the cut as a starting point guard. Um, Rudy Gay, he's getting older, so they need to address some free agency issues. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what the what the Kings do in the front office. I feel like Demarco uh, or Demarco, 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 Demarco Murray. Yeah, uh, Cousins. He he's gonna be like a um, uh, uh, I can't speak right now. 
Knicks, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo? Yeah, I, th- I feel like there's a chance of him being like a Carmelo Anthony situation uh, with the New York Knicks where he goes there, he's this big name, he gets stuck there, they never really do that well, they never bring in people around him, and he just sort of goes off like that. And that's disappointing because he's such a great player. Um, and I feel like he's got more drive than Carmelo does. He's got that drive to be with a good organization and win some playoff games, possibly mm-hmm. contend for a championship. And it's just uh, difficult to yeah. see this because I was rooting for there. him to leave Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, it's, his, it's his choice. It's that organization's choice. But uh, I, I do hope that they put some weapons around him there. Yeah. So apparently to a source uh, that I see right here, the Suns actually tried to make a trade for him for uh, small forward T.J. Warren. Wait, so they want another Kentucky product? Yeah, this is last week. So they would have <laughs> how many, five guys on that team from Kentucky? Well, they were lost. I, actually, yeah, they, they would have added another Kentucky product, so that would have been five or six. That's ridiculous. Wow. Uh, Kentucky U, that's that's what you get when you produce ball players. But anyways, they would have uh, made a trade for T.J. Warren, center Alex Lynn, and a future first-round pick for Cousins. And they turned that down. So it'll be interesting to see what what's the play at hand that moves forward. Anything else? Forward. <laughs> uh, that's it for me. That's it for me. Before you uh, before you you leave, and we talk about the Super Bowl moving forward. I want to give a huge shout out to your bet. <laughs> um, hopefully, everyone's American here and, and watch the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, it's just the thing you do on Sunday. You got to watch the Super Bowl. Sundays at the, are for the boys. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sundays are not for the boys if it's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, huge, huge game, uh, 28 to three in the second and the third quarter. And Tom Brady does his thing. Now the five time Super Bowl champion, four time MVP of a Super Bowl gets it done. Matt wins 20 we bucks from me. Greatness. Like what more can you, what, what, Bobby's going off this whole time. Like, yes, I'm getting $20. Okay, <laughs> don't even, you, you were on the couch with your head in your hand eating my appetizers. I don't know what you're talking about. You love my He's spaghetti. Lying. Don't He's lie. Lying. We had a great spaghetti is an appetizer. No, I, okay, I, 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 oh wait, my, my meatballs are the appetizers, but I made a whole bunch of spaghetti. You usually put those together. Huge shout out to Chris Constable though. He won the appetizer challenge. I don't know if you had his bruschetta. Incredible. Bruschetta. I got to my second place with my skyline. I didn't even spell that. Like, oh, bruschetta. you had bruschetta what question mark. And then we had uh, my meatballs, uh, skyline chili dip involved with that. And Shannon's dish. You like Shannon's dish? I voted for Shannon. I, well, Shannon, Shannon, I don't think Shannon's watched, but I'll tell her that tonight. Yeah, Congrats to her. It's all good. There you go. Shannon knows I watch. <laughs> I like it. Well, Matt, thank you so much. I'm going to take the mic from you. Oh. <laughs> you come oh, on the last oh, segment. Oh, okay. We got the NFL to talk about. All right. This one. You take that one? Cool. All right, well, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Again, huge comeback involving the Patriots once again. An unbelievable Super Bowl finish. We got to talk about the overtime rules, though. Okay. To start off first, do we get a new overtime rule in place for playoffs where both teams get a chance regardless? Um, I'm not. I, I don't. I would. I would like to say that I like college's rules, but I don't. I don't like the NCAA rules either. Really? It's it's a tricky situation. Um, yeah, I mean, part of me wants to play the full the full quarter, and yeah. then the winner of that quarter uh, is the winner of the game. But that also it, it brings a, it's such an advantage to getting the first kickoff. Yes. Um, See, okay, so I, everyone says the same thing. Atlanta should have never blown the lead, yes. 
but they still should get a chance in overtime regardless. So, in my opinion, even if Tom Brady scores a touchdown and gets the extra point, Atlanta still gets one chance, and that's it. And then after that, it's first one to score. That that seems reasonable to me. Because first off, I don't think anyone in the right mind wanted that game to end because of how great that finish was. I mean, I've never seen a finish like that. Maybe the last time I saw a comeback like that was uh, the – Divisional, or it might have been the wild card round when the Colts were down big to the Kansas City Chiefs and Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck. with LeVon Brazil and OU product had like two touchdowns that game in the oh, second right. half, came back and won that game. Uh, they were down like 24 points and beat Alex Smith. Uh, huge comeback there, but not in a stage this big. I mean, there's no way Tom Brady was like, you know what, I'm going to come back and win this game. 19 points in the 19 0 run, excuse me, in the fourth quarter alone, they were down. Uh, 25 to end up coming back and winning that whole thing. Uh, the biggest play I had on this whole game was a Julio Jones catch. The, one of the best catches I've seen. He ends up getting his feet down inside the 30-yard line with under six minutes to go. Atlanta has 170-plus ways to win this ball game and only <laughs> one way to lose the game, and they find the only way to lose the game. They had a 99.6% chance to win the game going into the fourth They could have taken three Ooh. knees at that point, set up a Matt Bryant long field goal, Gone up, hit it too. gone by, <laughs> gone up by eleven with under five minutes to go and won that ball game. The next play, Matt Ryan drops back to throw, gets sacked, and takes him out of field goal range. It's like Matt Ryan's a veteran player, but doesn't do a veteran play right there. It's just very frustrating. Well, I mean, they had the. To... It was Devontae Freeman who missed the block completely. <laughs> Run the ball with Devontae Freeman. He <laughs> was true. running over five everybody. Times. They ran the ball five times it, since the halftime. It was <laughs> incredible how much running room he had in that whole game. It was just running over this defense, who was supposedly a great defense. That's off to that offensive line for sure. Yeah. That offensive line had the – there were huge holes. You could have ran through those holes, Bobby. Oh, I was running Madden. I played Madden that night. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, what, what were you – I mean, I know – I mean, it sucks. I mean, you're from, you're from the uh, – Georgia State, uh, Atlanta area, kind of with Savannah. Well, Savannah's down. Yeah, no, it's down. down, it's down so. Regardless, it regardless, up. it's the same state. You same state. For, yeah. for, I guarantee there's a lot of diehard Falcon fans where you're from. Definitely. Probably very heartbreaking to just to know that you're like Boston's little brother. The only <laughs> the only thing right now you got going for you is Migos. <laughs> I'm gonna let that one <laughs> just simmer out. But anyway, but anyways. I mean, what was it? Thirty now, it's thirty-eight to one in championships in the last what? How many years? They, they yeah, that, that was ridiculous. I saw these. I saw these kids today uh, on Facebook. They're holding up signs of the Patriots parade for winning, and eleven-year-old uh, kid. He uh, he was holding up a sign that said, "I'm eleven years old. I've been to eight championship parades." The eight championship parades in the past eleven years. For the, we got an update for, on that. Thirteen years old now, and he has nine. So wow. That, no, that's yeah. his brother. I saw oh, that. That's his brother. His brother? Yeah. Okay. He was holding the sign just like it. So, so a very lucky family. <laughs> I'm a Bengals fan. I've been to the playoffs seven times in my lifetime, which I'm still thankful for, and I still have yet to come away with a single playoff victory. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out though right now. Seth Jones, it's a playoff. Actually, not playoff. Not playoff. Overtime winner against the Detroit Red Wings. The last time the Jackets will play in Detroit at their state at their arena, uh, very historic Dude, arena. There it is. We'll we have don't Shane give a damn for the whole state of Michigan because we're from Ohio. There we go. Seth Jones, baby, twenty-two year old, uh, with a nice, nice uh, saucer. I guess you can say thin mints upper upper ninety there. Uh, but back to the, uh, the Super Bowl. I guess what is, you want to say anything else? What are are you more worried for next year? You just lost Shanahan, but you picked up a huge offensive coordinator. You want to talk about that? Did you hear about that today? 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, my going forward, um, I don't think that the Falcons are going to be this good next year. I think that there was momentum with them. I still think they've got a great offense, but that defense is playing out of their minds, and that's due to uh, their coaching. I mean, they don't have they don't have those defensive playmakers. They they got so much better as the season went on. And even though I would love to see the Falcons back in the Super Bowl or make a late playoff run, I just don't think that it's going to happen. Matt Ryan had the best uh, season of his career, won the MVP, as he should have. But it just shows you that he isn't one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now, making those uh, making those plays like he did down the stretch. And and it's just very concerning. But that's where the Falcons stand. I mean, that that's how I view this Super Bowl game. It's like... The Falcons surprised New England. Their offense surprised the New England defense, and and more importantly, their defense surprised Tom Brady. We all sat, saw him sitting there with his head down. Yeah. But he then, said a special prayer there. Yeah, <laughs> I need that prayer for a while. Well, I, mean, I think I think he might be best friends with God. He's a go. Uh, but it's just it's just New England is they know how to win, and they went into the locker room. Belichick, with his cool, calm composure, was like. Well, we lost that half, and now we're going to win this half. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's what they did. I mean, they came out, Tom Brady wa- uh, came out with a vengeance, guns blazing, and he just, with, with I, I feel like it was uh, middle of the fourth quarter, and the commentators were, said, just by the way, Tom Brady has 410 yards passing to this point. Mm-hmm. He, finished, uh, he finished with 466. How do you do that just without being noticed? That is... <laughs> He That's threw the ball Tom Brady 62 is. times. Yeah. They, they abandoned the run game very early on when Blunt fumbles the ball, and it leads to another huge score there for Atlanta. They go up 14-0. And you're thinking to yourself, if they don't have a run game, Tom Brady, there's no way you can have a 39-year-old quarterback put the Brady team on his back. But he does it year in and year out. Yeah. The question is, how long can he do it? And I guess we'll, just, we'll see moving forward. Uh, right next to him on the parade today was Garoppolo. A huge win. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this with, uh, with Shane moving forward, uh, about the questions. Everyone that asked questions earlier today, we're going to get to them. We're going to save the college basketball one until next week and also the NHL one until next week because we'll have Shane on for that. We're going to have Shane come in here. I mean, we guess we have Shane come on now if you want come to. Come on, Shane. Come on over. Come man. on in. Come on, come on in, Shane. Let's pop a squat right over there. Should I uh, throw a chair in here too? If you yeah. can, yeah. We're, we're moving Shane Days in here. I'm sorry you lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was so want to adjust the camera a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you want to get that, Mateen? Mateen Ozicek is behind the scenes. My main man that's going to keep this thing going, hopefully. Make sure you can you still see us? Yeah. Family. What's up? The family. Absolutely. We're, miss, we're so missing. We're doing questions now. We're doing questions now. Let me go to my Facebook. We'll get the questions going. Matt and I will share a mic. You guys will share your mic over there. So the first There's question. Just going to scoot in a little bit. We'll scoot over. We'll scoot over. Get cozy back here. Take I want to see all you guys at home. We'll take this off. All right, so we're, we're still live here on Facebook. Live, everyone's still watching. Thank you for that. Let's get to questions here. We're going to get like three questions. Uh, we'll get everyone's take on this one. Um, with Tom Brady, this came in from Ty Neff, my old roommate a couple years ago, now living in Plano, Texas. Ty Neff. Ty Neff, thank Ty you Neff. very much. <laughs> would Tom Brady be considered the GOAT if he would have lost Super Bowl 51, or did he need the Super Bowl win to solidify his greatness? So, Mm. Regardless, would he would he have been a like the goat if he would have lost, even just making it there, or this comeback solidify him as the greatest of all time? We'll start with you. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't think that 
he would have not been considered the GOAT had he lost the Super Bowl. I think Tom Brady's uh, resume speaks to itself. His credentials are uh, astronomical. They're, you know, far beyond yes. what any quarterback has ever done uh, to this point and probably will do in the future, too. So Tom Brady, uh, definitely the benchmark for quarterbacks, I think. Obviously, winning the Super Bowl uh, really, really, really puts uh, you know the hard drive on his uh, legacy there. Five Super Bowls, uh, no quarterback's ever done that before, so that's huge, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think it would have sullied it a little bit, but it definitely wouldn't have uh, diminished from the fact that he is the greatest of all time definitely. now. <laughs> Matt, you want to talk about you? Uh, I'm going to agree with him. Like, <laughs> that's a yes for me, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't – thing is, he's been – to so many Super Bowls, we questioned him time after time, mm -hmm. and last we just witnessed why he is the greatest quarterback. Yes. If we didn't know, like now we know, like he's the greatest of all time ever. I don't mean like that's all I can really say. He's the greatest of all time ever, and I'm I feel honored to have watched that performance. Yes. That's how I feel. That's all I got. <laughs> so this is how I'm going to look at it. He is he just solidified it that he is the best of all time, and he would have been the best of all time. Regardless, you look at stats. You look at stats. You got passing yards and touchdowns, and you've got Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning runs that boat, and then you've got Super Bowls, and he and uh, you've got Joe Montana, uh, Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw. You know who has both of those? Tom Brady. Tom Brady is in the top five for both passing yards and touchdowns. He's got six, uh, sixty-one thousand five hundred and eighty-two yards in his career, and uh, all-time touchdowns. He has 456, and now he leads uh, the NFL in all-time su Super Bowl wins. I mean, without a doubt, he is the best, and he would have been the best even if he would have uh, still had four because his stats are better than uh, Bradshaw and Mon Montana. You look at, as greatest people, you look at trophies. You look at Michael Phelps in the pole. You see 23 gold medals. Yeah. That's the most of all time. He's the greatest swimmer of all time. Maybe one of the best Olympians of all time. But it's hard, to put, it's hard to put <laughs> Olympians on a different plateau because they're different sports. Football-wise, Tom Brady has five Super Bowl rings in their entire in my entire lifetime. He's been the most dominant quarterback when yeah. it comes to postseason. Yeah. Now, being said that, I want to put this one out there just for jokes. If he's the greatest of all time, the only man to beat him in a Super Bowl is Eli, Eli Manning. Manning. <laughs> so that, that's another discussion for another day. I'll go with Peyton Manning being the best regular season quarterback as he used to start out year after year 10-0, 11-1, and would get that number one seed, but then could not capitalize when it mattered the most. Because of Tom Brady. Because of Tom Brady or because he choked in a Super Bowl. So, yeah. so. Or his team around him. Don't blame it. Him. Don't blame it on that. If you're the greatest all time, you get it done. If you look at the receiving core from the Atlanta Falcons to the New England Patriots, you'll take the Atlanta Falcons receiving core all day, all day over the New England Patriots. But Tom Brady gets it done year in and year out yeah. with no name receivers if they left their team and, and or brought up with another team. He knows how to work with his guys. He does. He knows how to work with his guys. The next question leads right into what you were talking about of all time. This comes from my best friend Steve Swan. Uh, Steve Swan. He had some good sliders. Oh, you, delicious. I've never seen a guy eat more sliders in my life. <laughs> it was only three. Come on. You ate more than anyone else at the party. Three. Where am I invited to this party? I want some. You got to know the boys. You got to know the boys. So five times. His question comes in. Five times Super Bowl champion. Now four time MVP. Tom Brady. That's who we refers to. He's been mm -hmm. talking about this all week. Mm -hmm. Is obviously the greatest quarterback of all time, as we agreed. What are the other four? You could say greatest quarterbacks of all time over our generation. So I let you guys decide what. What you're going to answer the question wise, and if you want to go first, Jackson, you can. 
Okay, um, well, I can try to speak to all the time, but we all know that need, none of us watch Bradshaw or Montana play. So we can only speak towards stats and, uh, and film that we've watched of them playing just uh, reruns and stuff. But Tom Brady is my number one. I, I, just, I already said that. Um, Peyton Manning, I love him. I love uh, everything he's done. He's the leader in, in um, passing yards and passing touchdowns. He's the regular season king, but that's his downfall. He has two Super Bowl rings. Which is good, but doesn't compare to the five that Brady has now, or the mm -hmm. or the four that Montana and Bradshaw have. Mm -hmm. You got to throw in stats wise. You got to throw in um, Drew Brees in there, okay. especially He's for our point. generation. Uh -huh. He 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 is an example of a great quarterback that has not had the weapons around him. And when he does have weapons around him, he has great seasons. He won a Super Bowl uh, a few years back. Um, did some great things with Jimmy Graham when he had a weapon there. Yep. Um, you got to throw in Dan Marino, uh, and I don't know. I I hate him, but Big Ben is great too. So. <laughs> right. Mine, I'm gonna go with, uh, of course, Tom Brady, yep. Peyton Manning, for all the reasons that Jackson over here stated. Uh, my third one is gonna be Michael Vick. Michael Vick, Ooh, of all time. Uh, yeah, of all time. He changed Not of the game. our generation, Ooh, but of all time. Of all time. He changed the game. When have we ever seen a quarterback? <laughs> War Moon. War Moon, Randall Cunningham, of course, blah, blah, blah. But this guy, like, he's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> he was the Bo Jackson-esque cheat code. Man, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Play with him on Madden. Everybody knew that he was just running the ball. Get to the sideline. He going to the touchdown. Yep. Michael Vick. He changed the game. He was revolutionary. Uh, in terms of, uh, like, playing style, he's very synonymous with that of Allen Iverson. Yes. It's crazy that they're both from the same place, actually. <laughs> if you didn't know that, now you know. They're from Bad News, uh, Bad News, Virginia, I believe is what it's called. I'll look it up. Um, so, yeah, that's my third. My fourth, um, I still have, that's, that's a toss-up for me. Um, I'm going to go with Donovan Minot. Because I'm an Eagles fan, <laughs> so there's a little bias. Well, that's some guys who never won a single <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> Mike Vick never even got to the I Super Bowl. Even, I wouldn't even put Don McNabb I know. I, I think these are his favorite Yeah, these are his favorite Madden. This is, this is Madden's favorite Madden players of all time. <laughs> yeah, but keep going, man. Yeah, this is your but opinion. These are guys that, that I've watched growing up. <laughs> so this is our generation. These are guys that I've single-handedly watched and just tore defenses apart. Yeah. So Donovan McNabb, McNabb and Michael Vick, those are my three and four. <laughs> so who's your fifth guy? My fifth? Oh, okay, I don't fifth, know if we're ready for this. Johnny Manziel. Uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my fifth? Let me think about it. Let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. Come back to me on that. All right, we'll you come know. back. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to one-up him there. That was a couple... Really solid picks, but yeah. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I, I actually, I actually really thought the Michael Vick pitch was interesting. Uh, excuse me, Michael Vick pick was interesting because I was reading an article the other day about uh, Michael Vick, and he was uh, quoted as saying that uh, he thought he belonged in the Hall of Fame, and mm -hmm. he thought, you know, in his opinion, he was a you know first ballot yeah. shoe in Hall of Fame yeah. uh, candidate, and I think that he really did revolutionize the game. But when you look at who wins on the field. And you look at the types of quarterbacks that get the job done and get job done in the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. they're conventional pocket passers. They're pocket guys passes. that stay in the pocket and make 
uh, you know, responsible plays with football. Not that Michael Vick. Yeah, not that. We're not going to say. Yeah, not that Michael Vick didn't make responsible plays with football because he made some mm-hmm. incredible plays that he wouldn't have made had he not, you know, gone on the edge to do them. But yeah. um, at the same time, uh, you know, guys who get it done at the end of the season in February are guys who are pocket passers. So with that being said. I think, uh, you know, I guess we're going to go with error all the time. I can do a little bit of both. Whatever you want. All right, yeah, re- real quick for that. I'll, I'll run through the error, and then I'll do a little bit of talk for an cool. all time. Okay. Run through the error real quick. Uh, one through five for me. One is definitely, obviously, Tom Brady is mm-hmm. the one. Two, I'd go with Aaron Rodgers. Just Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, based, on pedigree, based on the pedigree. Based on the pedigree. Uh, Peyton Manning, number three, him mm-hmm. and Rodgers, obviously a toss-up. Those three at the top are just really hard to go yeah. through. They're all very good at what they do. But Drew Brees at number four for me. Okay. Stats speak for themselves, I think, uh, what he was alluding to. I don't know about the weapons being a problem for him. I think his uh, defense has been a real, real issue for him in New Orleans. The yeah. Saints' defense is atrocious. They've but, been year in, yeah, their year scoring out, offense right? has actually been very, uh, very good in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. He just can't stop the ball. But... Number five for me, Ben Roethlisberger. I know it's a little bit of a Pittsburgh bias, but the guy's got two Super Bowls, been to three. Uh, you know, the numbers speak for themselves, too. Other than uh, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger has the second fewest interceptions on that list. Yep. So very efficient passer, uh, gets his yards, got a lot of weapons to work with yep. there in Pittsburgh. But all-time real quick, a uh, couple guys that made the list on the generational side are also going to be on this one for me. Tom Brady, number one, yep. all-time. Joe Montana, number two for yep. me. 4-0 in the Super Bowl, can't argue with oh, that. Yeah. He's perfect. Uh, number three for me, Johnny Unitas. Okay. Interesting Going pick. Way yeah, back little, yeah I mean, I, I've, all I've seen on him is clips and videos and things yeah. of that nature, but uh, he is also a Pittsburgh product, and I've heard some, uh, you know, wonder stories about him growing up in the past. So, uh, you know, seeing him on film and what he did to revolutionize the quarterback yeah. position in his yeah. time, I think, is valuable for the NFL. Yeah. And uh, number four and five, I think, it uh, could be a little bit of a toss-up here between three guys. Couldn't really decide, but uh, between Manning, Rodgers, and uh, John Elway, I put in there, too, Ooh. in the conversation. I think uh, Terry Bradshaw also gets some consideration for his perfect Super Bowl record as well. Okay. But if you look at his stats outside mm-hmm. that, they're not uh, you know, really elite. So uh, you know, he got it done on the big stage, but he uh, you know, also had a lot of interceptions. That also came early on in his career when the Steelers were kind of finding themselves out. So... Uh, yeah, he gets an honorable mention, but yeah, really, you know, any any choice you have here is uh, probably a good one. These are all pretty solid quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna look at just the generation thing because it's so hard to put a quarterback in this era to the era back in the '90s and '80s, mm-hmm. even before that. If you have nice as you said, um, so I'm gonna go with number five. Uh, just so fun to watch. The guy was just a gunslinger, Brett Favre. Uh, oh, yeah. Played yeah. for so long and just I was thinking about so it. many good years. The guy put up. Even with the Vikings, what he's way after his prime. Yeah. <laughs> had a chance in the NFC Championship. Got uh, was it? What kind of gate was that? The Bounty Gate in yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. He's beating, beating his literally yeah. guts out of him. Uh, I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers at four. Uh, another another Green Bay Packer. Uh, still playing. He's really 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 good still. Um, number three, I'm gonna have Peyton Manning. I think uh, great regular season guy. Couldn't get the job done in the postseason. And that's why I have number two is Ben Roethlisberger. Hmm. Uh, I like it. I hate Big Ben. I think he's a horrible person. Uh, but yeah. the dude gets the job done, and I envy all my Pittsburgh fans, even friends, including you, Shane, getting the job done every year, two years ago, beating my Bengals in the playoffs, and number one, Tom Brady. So before we go, the last question I have for you, again, come from Steve Swan. 
yes or no answer real quickly. Will Tom Brady get a sixth ring before it's all said and done? He's right now 39. He'll be 40 next season. Can he still do it? I'm going to answer this one first. I'm going to say that he can still do it. He's got two or three seasons left in his belt, and he's got a great team and coach around him, uh, Bill Belichick, and he's going to have Gronk back next season too. Uh, that's just a Super Bowl team adding your best your best playmaker besides Tom Brady, and um, they are the team to beat now. They and they and they will be for the next few years until Brady and Belichick both leave. And uh, I don't know if I can for sure say that he will, but in these next two or three years, I, I see them getting to the Super Bowl at least once. Matt, that's a yes for me, Daniel. Um, so pretty much, it depends on who. Th- what their draft need is. Okay. Last year, they didn't have a first-round pick, did they? No. Yeah, because of the whole scandal. Yeah, the four-year suspension with Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. So this year, I feel like they can address a dire need, which is if they get, like, a really good playmaker out of receiver or running back, whoever is there, a skill position player, maybe offensive line, tight end, because Martellus, Martellus Ben is getting pretty old. Gronkowski shows that he's, he's getting some injuries. He's yes. getting older as well. So maybe you can address that. But – Either way, I feel like that's a yes. Like we've seen the best of Tom Brady, and I feel like we're only we can see more, definitely, <laughs> pretty much. So that's a yes for me. Okay. Tom Brady's a robot. This guy <laughs> just doesn't stop. I mean, he's what going on his 40th year of age here, and he's getting better and better every single year. Seven straight AFC Championship appearances. What's to say that he's yeah, not in the yet. cards for it? You know, at this point, it's just become a regularity for the Patriots to be in, you know, either their conference title game or in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that uh, Tom Brady definitely has what it's in, uh, you know, has what it takes to play another four or five, maybe even six seasons in the NFL if he keeps his conditioning up and he uh, takes care of his body the way that he has, uh, you know, in the past. Uh, there's nothing stopping him from grabbing another one. Bill Belichick, uh, if he stays in the yeah, fold there, New England's got a well-oiled machine. They are the mothership of all never teams. Them <laughs> you know Goodell is absolutely furious of what happened. Yeah, that was kind of funny watching it that press conference. It was really yeah, awkward, exactly. the whole situation. <laughs> Obviously, Commissioner uh, Goodell got booed the entire tr- trophy ceremony. That He was up there for maybe a minute. He knew that he was not a giant fan, not even a good fan. No one likes him in New England. Uh, <laughs> end up leaving, obviously, trying to shake Tom Brady's hand which he got a handshake. I was actually mad that Tom Brady shook his hand. I thought it would have been so funny if he'd been like... That would have been a great story. See, he just whipped his hand. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, that was <laughs> that four-game suspension, I still get my ring. To answer the question, I'm going to say no. I okay. think this is it. I think you have to hit a certain age before you peak. <coughs> and it gets so hard when you get to 40. Your body starts breaking down. And Brett Favre has said that multiple times. He said once he got to that age, it's, it's so hard getting your body mentally ready and prepared every week knowing that, you know what, there could be a hit that takes you out. Mm-hmm. And it only takes that one hit. You, you can't get hit like you were when you were in your 20s anymore. Well, that's because Brett Favre, he was the, he was the gunslinger. He, he was, was the gunslinger. Running, gunning out, running outside the pocket, throwing on the run. But uh, Jared, was, 97 for Atlanta, got to Brady a couple times and hit him really hard, and it just yeah. takes that one, one time. Prior to that, prior to that Super Bowl game, though, which honestly I kind of feel was a little bit of an outlier for – uh, the Patriots' offensive line there, I feel like they've done a really nice job yes, of protecting. Yeah. Well, Brady. they always do. I mean, you look at Dallas, the reason why they were so good is they had the best offensive line. You mm-hmm. get a good offensive line or a great offensive line, it's going to take you They're the staple so yeah, He's their biggest yes. investment. 100%. Thing. You, have to, you have to invest. But again, really one time, and that can end it. Look at Gronk. He gets hit one time in the knee, takes him out. Sure. Anything can happen. That's the NFL. 
I'm going to say no, that was it. I guarantee he still makes the playoffs. I still think he goes far, but I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl. I hey, episode, you look at that. He gets on it. Love it. I've got Matt here who's going to be doing the NBA with us. We're going to have a couple new games that he was mentioning to me before the, episode, or before the show is on live. Jackson, of course, the J and the B in this. Max McDoolin is going to come up with some apparel, and we could have some writers taking over our webpage that we'll drop hopefully later this week that or one. weekend. So... From everyone here at J&B Weekly Wrap-Up, even Mateen back here, thank you so much. Producer, you, Mateen. Huge week coming up. He's going to have his entire film crew. He's, he's the captain of that part. Again, from everyone here at J&B Weekly Wrap-Up, everyone have a great night and be safe. One love. Turn that off. You can shut that We're off. We're good.